Hey everybody, welcome to the Grab of the Brisket Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to fire up the grill and crack it open a cold one. That's what I'm talking about because we're about to delve into the world of beer and barbecue on the Grab and Brisket Podcast. Join us as we sizzle through the latest barbecue news from around the globe and laugh at the epic fails that comes with grill master territory. Let's go. Did you say delve? Delve. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like well, that. We're bringing that back. Great one. Good. Uh, we're also going to get in and talk a little bit about John's fear of frogs. We don't have to talk about <laughs> that. Yeah. What the I, hell, bro? I, I came across an article yesterday, and I was like, oh, we got to bring this up here. So in Australia, they just located the largest frog ever recorded and this How frog big was it? comes in almost six pounds how much to that's have that dog. shipped over here that's a dog bro that that's the size of toby like that's a dog dude can you imagine if if six pound frog would <laughs> if we had i mean if He's there's eat you, if bro. there's one six pound frog over there yeah. there's probably like thousands if there's a six pound that means there's 10 pound <laughs> john what what are your thoughts about that do you this see is the disgusting. Picture? Yeah, I wish you would have told me. I would have put a picture up for the folks to see. Uh, I will. I will make a post on our website if you guys want to go see a picture of this thing. It is freaking gross. Maybe Jan can hold it up there yeah, for them we'll to see it. see it. If you are on our YouTube, but uh, that's disgusting, bro. It, I don't know what the hell that looks like, but it doesn't look like a frog. It's like a frog Dude, on steroids. The like, guy's holding the hindquarters of, of this frog. The damn thing's going down to his knees. So gross, that's, bro. How much did you say it weighed? Six pounds. Gross. Hey, that's just gross. Delicious. Some good eating, dude. You know somebody's about to eat that thing. <laughs> right? I will pay for one of those just so I can put it in John's truck, dude. That's like <laughs> right. pretty much just like a, a like a, a chicken, like yeah, get oh, some frog is. legs hey, out of that that's thing. Like a, that's a chicken it leg. It is yeah. chicken legs. I mean, that's a little too big for a competition chicken, really. The, the only, dude, the only chicken imagine? around that frog is John. Bubble, <laughs> 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 got him. Uh, Got him. <laughs> so Toadzilla, that's that's the name that they uh, dubbed the uh, the largest world record. Did they toad. kill it? I don't think they did. Well, six pounds. Well, you know somebody ate it. Them. He's in a zoo somewhere. Again, I cannot stress enough. This is in Australia. <laughs> yeah. This How is much where you weird, go to die. effed up shit do they have in Australia? Yeah, they're too close to the equator. That's what it is. Is, is that what it close, is? Yeah. They're too close to the equator. It, there's, there's, there's too many hot months. I, I don't, I don't know, man. I want to see that toad fight a kangaroo. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and win. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Australia's always been one of those places. I'm like, I really want to go visit, and then I see go. shit like that, and I'm like, I'm never going. First of all, there. Australia's like Texas. 100, percent we fit in. I'm sure we do. I'm sure it's awesome. Yeah. Until some freaking six foot long centipede walks across your bed or some shit, I'm like, nope, I'm out. Just don't eat I ain't it. Doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look at it. Yeah, just don't. Like, eat I it. scroll past those on TikTok. I don't <laughs> want to see it. <laughs> I'm going to ask yeah. the locals the time and temp for one. They know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right. see, see the guy that uh, I watched this today. He's like TikTok has their own like I don't know like morbid FYP. I think I think I'm on oh, it yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. This kid, like his his mates had had said like, "Hey, uh, eat that slug." He, they were messed up. They they were out drinking. The dude swallows a slug. Is it poisonous or something? It ruins his entire life. Mm-hmm. He becomes like it eats his gut. It like it, it releases a thing that basically he had some lung parasite that's only found in, in rats. It literally ruined his entire life. This kid had his whole life in front of him. Mm. and did one stupid thing like that. I'm like, 
Dude. That's gross. Ah. Next time, pour salt on it, man. Don't do slug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say no to slugs. Yeah. Don't do slugs. Don't do slugs. Just pour salt on it like everybody, every morbid kid grew up in the 80s did and watch it shrivel up and go, ah, well, guess, guess that's all the slug we got. Right. <laughs> that's it. Should we get a mag- magnifying glass out and burn it? Yeah. Right. 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 That's what you do. Like, don't Our eat the sun, bitch. used to put out like bowls of beer like yeah. in the oh, garden yeah. mm-hmm. and the slugs will like crawl into it and die. Yeah. But every once in a while, like a squirrel would get into the beer. And they get all fucked and you, up. You see a drunk right. ass squirrel in the front right. yard, like go to jump to a tree, and like he just wouldn't make it. <laughs> just missing. Hey, one hundred percent. I'm going to the backyard tonight. <laughs> right. I'm laying out bowls of grain and like food, and then bowls of beer. I'm like, let's. I mean, and a camera. Let's just see how wild we get on a on right. a Thursday night. Yes. You know, soak some grain in whiskey yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, squirrel old lady is like. Why have you been out all night? Where have you been at? Where, yeah. Where are the nights hey, you promised? Bitch, shut the... F- all right? Just like, get off my back. It was a hard day. Right? Do you really have, realize how many acorns I gathered today? Yeah. I can't find them. <laughs> I got... I, I got... What is it? What's happening? Hey, I, got, I got roofied. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's hard out I there. It fell off the roofie. It's hard out there being a pimp. It's the same. Well, acorns had turned... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! So, a uh, quick little side story. Um, last week, Sunday, I was like, I had a pork butt. I was like, let me throw it down. And I think we watched football, uh, and I was going to do a pork butt for us to eat on, and then Emma to take to school. And so I got, I got up in the morning. It's, I guess it was sad. No, it was Sunday. I got up in the morning, got everything prepped. Sunday brisket, fun day. Brisket went on the, the smoker, and uh, brisket went, or the pork uh, pork butt. Pork butt. Uh, so and I was just rock and roll and do my thing. No big deal. I recorded a couple of videos. So I have some videos uh, that we're going to post a little bit later on. And everything was rocking and rolling smoothly. Like all is good. Uh, I didn't hang out too much Friday night. So I was feeling pretty good. I let the dog out, Toby. And he, he goes, he goes, whatever, doing his little thing, running around the yard, checking everything out, making sure everything's secure. <laughs> and... Next thing you know, I just hear you like yelping and just like just yelling, screaming, crying, Toby. And I open up the door and there's a fucking bat just grabbed onto his back, (laughs) just like holding on to him. And you also have to describe how big Toby is. Toby's a chihuahua. So this bat is like almost (laughs) as big as him. Toby's smaller than that toad we talked about. (laughs) Correct. Oh, 100%. And it. Toby like two pounds. <laughs> Toby was getting after him until the bat latched on to him, and then and then that's when he started yelping, crying like, "Oh shit, he's I not don't getting on." Play this. He's shaking. So I opened the door. I'm like, "What the fuck? What's going on?" I thought it was a rat or something that was like getting at him or you something. Toby, I would have, I would have kicked the dog. Throw them both. I would have kicked the dog over the fence. I'm like, we lost both of them. Like I couldn't. Like All right, I don't P, know. Toby. Yeah. What, did you, what did you freaked out? Yeah, I freaked out. Finally, I mean, uh, Toby shook loose of this uh, this bat, and it laid there. This bat laid on its back. He's tired, and he, his wings you know just why? like spread out. What just, time? What time is this? Uh, probably about ten in the morning. Yeah, oh, dude, yeah. This thing's nocturnal. He's been out all night. This bro's yeah. sleeping. He might have got a little hold of some like uh, fermented Kambucha. berries or some yeah. shit or whatever. He just Somebody like, left some beer out. Uh, and so he lay down like on his. Uh, his back and his wings just spread in. I'm not lying. His, his wing spread was probably about a foot. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty, pretty big damn bat. And I was like, okay. For and here. so I got Toby inside, uh, just literally just got breakfast. And I was like, 
Well, fuck, I'm going to eat my breakfast first before I have to deal with this <laughs> bat. Uh, it ain't going to get any warmer, you know what I mean? So and I'm eating, and I go peek out there, and bat's still there. Go peek out there another 10, 10 minutes later. He kind of tucked one wing in, and then I go back out there. Uh, I, I finished with breakfast, and I go back there and peek out, and he had rolled over onto his stomach, mm. and he's just sitting there. Yeah. And I was like, Ready okay, buddy. Stuff. I was like, I'm sorry, These man. are vampires. Yeah, I was like, man, I'm sorry, buddy, for what's about to come. Uh, I got to kill you. We get the shovel or the tongs? I went, I don't want to get the shovel. So I, I roll out the front door to, to walk around the side of the house because I don't want Toby trying to bolt out after me. So I picked up the shovel. I was like, man, I'm going to I'm to give you the shovel, brother. I'm throw sorry. him in Matt's backyard. I'm sorry. Here's a question. Yeah. Did, did you think that your dog had attacked it already and it was going to die no matter what? Or did you think like... Hey, if I just turn it right. over and spray some water on it, it'll it'll fly away. Was this like, a put it out of its misery yeah. thing, or yeah. this is the end of you? I, I thought you're just, like I thought it was wounded. I, and you're it was like just dead. I okay. can't have you in my backyard. I don't care how cool you are. Nah, which is like I, I don't want you suffering. You. I don't want you suffering anymore. Okay. So, I'm so you, you thought your you thought your dog had, had gotten a hold of it, right? Correct. You're yeah. worried about his okay. suffering, but you ate your breakfast just, first. Exactly. So priorities the like story just want to kill hey, some my breakfast is not going to get any warmer getting clear you know what i mean like we're starting to see james is a horrible okay. human being <laughs> just staring out the window at it as he eats his yeah. breakfast james is <laughs> like maybe there was a little bit of i hope you i hope he just gets better and flies away let's get some maybe just let, let him have some time mm. um so around the corner he's not there anymore he's gone so obviously he flew off because I, I searched the area i could not find him Dude. uh so Good for him. He's out there eating the bugs and he's doing this thing. Or he died in somebody else's yard. Um, But I go back and look at the ring camera uh, to figure out how all this thing transpired. And as I'm out there the whole day cooking this pork butt and preparing in the morning in and out, the bat is just like sitting over like six feet away from me just laying on the ground. Really? Never even saw it whatsoever. The entire time. It's in the entire time. And even Toby went out there a couple times and never saw it. And the, but the last time he came over, he walked. All of a sudden, he looked over, and he's like, hmm, what's that? Walks over there and just, like, starts sniffing it, sniffing it some more. And all of a sudden, it kind of popped live, got a little lively. And he went and lunged at it and bit at it. Game on. That's when it was game on. That bat grabbed a hold of him with those claws, and it just, like, went on for a ride. And I was like, holy shit. Has uh, Toby been acting different lately? So yeah. wait, how did it leave? And like, did it honestly, I think it just flew away. Does he go outside? The no. Oh. Does Toby go outside during the daytime? He does, yes. Can we post this video? Uh, I will gather all the videos, and I, yes, we can post right. it. We can edit it down to a amusing clip. I will try no. to get this out, mm-hmm. but it uh, probably won't be by the time this. We'll get it out soon. Hey, yeah. Can, yeah. Follow our social media. You can. Yeah. You can do it. Thanks. Yeah, if you, I if you really try. Okay, appreciate that. Stop, stop, Excellent yeah. vote of confidence. Yeah, I got appreciate you, bro. Stop, all go, this. stop going Listen, to work and focus if, on if this. If you <laughs> want us to say something like, hey, we can help you with this. No, I was not waiting for that. No, we, we can't do it. <laughs> to hold your breath. We're not going to do it. We can't do it. You we, wouldn't take that away from me. No. No. Well, let's get into I got. I got we got to get two more pieces of barbecue news to, yeah. to get to. One of them, uh, I saw a tweet that was put out there by Texas Pepper Jellies. So Craig Sherry and the Rip Candy is now going to be sold in, I would assume, a lot of HEBs uh, all across Texas. So yep, I had that in my barbecue news I was going to talk about, but Dude, you beat me to the punch. Very good. Very good. So, John, hey, follow it up. What, what other news do we have? What other news do we have in the hot off the grill barbecue news? 
since we've already talked about the Texas pepper jellies, I will say that it looks like they're going to have the apple cherry habanero and the apple and brown sugar habanero. I don't know if they're going to have any other ones. Those are the only ones I noticed in the little advertisement well, the, or whatever. The apple cherry That's is... That's a very popular one. It's, it's, being one used, it's being used at Killens. Oh, is it really? That's what they use. That's what they use in their pork belly. That's right. Oh, okay. This so stuff is really good. They've already been using it. And by the way, if you know what Killens is, go check it out. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I bet if it, once it starts selling really well, they'll start carrying more. Hopefully, oh, yeah. and things. Yeah. And, and they carry the, the obviously the Craig's barbecue sauce, which mixes really well with it. But if you already have a favorite barbecue sauce, it mixes well with a lot of barbecue sauces. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the next one I got here is the Start and Grill has just released uh, the world's fastest charcoal barbecue with automatic ignition. Uh, allows you to fire up your grill in less than three minutes. That's what they're saying here. Less than three minutes. It looks like a Weber, but um, I thought it was a Weber, yeah. but it's not, right? So that's a picture of it. It is. It's it's a, it's a kettle. It's a kettle. And cooker, most of the yeah. uh, any Weber twenty-two inch Weber attachments basically will work in this thing. They say, but okay. their their shtick, their thing is that it will fire up your coals ready to go in less than three minutes. So full white serious? coals, that's three minutes. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Dude, that's a bomb. Yeah. That thing is yeah. a heating source. Let's go. That's phenomenal. Yeah, and this thing's been on, um, what do you call it? Like Shark Tank? No, like Indiegogo, crowdfunding, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. I just looked at it today. Yesterday, it was not quite at its goal. Today, it hit its goal. So I'm guessing this thing's going to be, I don't know, what do you think? Maybe Wait, by what, summer what, or something? What is this crowdfunding we're talking about? Like a GoFundMe type deal. Where they're, you, have you yeah. have you not seen the, the Grabbing <clears throat> the Brisket GoFundMe? <laughs> Because we don't have one, but maybe right. we need one. I'm just saying, Papa Papa likes good shit. Papa likes <laughs> Papa likes, Papa likes good shit. Daddy likes <laughs> the finer yeah. things in life. You know what when, I mean? You know, I bet you somebody with, somebody will give you a buck for saying that. Why don't you start referring you know? yourself as Papa? Right. <laughs> okay, that's Papa where that bear. come from. Well, yeah. I I do it to my kids all the time. I'm like, going Papa. <laughs> Papa's the greatest person in the world. They're like, we don't call you Papa. Right. It's just been a <laughs> we thing. Call you idiot. I've started and it just it's a shtick, but it just works, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay, uh, yeah. Anyway, so okay. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we have some pictures. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, you can. There'll be a link in our in the description of the show. You I thought you were just gonna in. say go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say That's that. Better. That's better. That's no, better. No. We, no. we love you guys. We hear what you want to hear. Um, yeah, That's so there's ass. a link. You, there, all this stuff we've talked about, pretty much everything we've talked about so far, there will be a link for you to go check it out. How does that thing like ignite it? Is it just? Is there like a ch- separate it's chamber, a or is it you just put it in the? I honestly have no idea how this thing works. Yeah, there's not a lot is that of a information. Brisket? What is that? What's, it, what's it that? almost like, is. Pellets. So there, there's a. What is that? Like wood chips or something? It's wood chips. Dude. It's just showing you a drawer. Drawer. Okay. Yeah. So it's almost like there's a... That's there's legit, a, dude. It, it could yeah. be kind of like a barbecue dragon situation. Oh, that's a torch, dude. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what it looks like. That's what it is. Dude, okay. that's so a you, pour the, you pour the charcoal in that yeah. little chamber. Just, yeah. And then okay. there's probably a fan or something that gets it going. Yeah. 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 This is how Weber puts them out of business because they're going to copy their design and whatever. You know what? Right. Hey, kudos to y'all because that's freaking badass. No. Was it Start and Light? Uh, it's called the Start, uh, Start and Grill. Start and Grill. Start fucking Grill. Yeah, badass. Uh, and the next one is, and we've been talking about a lot of new stuff coming out, but uh, the next one here is the, and I think we might have talked about this before, like it may have been a, a yeah. crowdfundme thingy, but apparently it's coming um, this summer. The Spider Kettle Grill Pellet Adapter is being released. Uh, this device allows you to convert any kettle-style charcoal grill into a wood-fired pellet grill. The adapter comes with a stainless steel hopper that holds up to five pounds of pellets, a digital controller that allows you to precisely adjust your temperature. How much is this? 
Uh, I think I saw about 230 bucks. That's what I was going to say. I was yeah. going to okay, guess 200. So this is an attachment to any grill? Yeah. yeah. Right? The Weber. Yeah. It just it, it just turns your grill into any a... Any kettle, yeah. A, a, any kettle into a auger, basically, right? Yeah, or I don't a, know. Yeah I, I'm, yeah, I don't really know exactly how it works, yeah, but it, yeah. Okay. It, the, the, it looks like the smoke comes from through the uh, ports. Uh, okay, the, yeah, underneath. The, yeah, underneath yeah. the yeah. vent, so... Cool. Dude, yeah, hey. this, again... This is America. It's a cool in- idea. Ingenuity. Yeah, I was telling yeah. the guy at work, and, and the guy was like, oh, "Nobody's going to buy that." I'm like, 100% "Well, I mean, they are." He's like, well, "I was like, well, I mean, a lot of people have Weber kettles, and probably the cheapest entry that you can get into for a pellet grill is way more expensive hey, than right this right here. Put right. that on a ranch." I think yeah, I think it's a cool. Idea. When I first saw it, I was on like, the, I was on like your friend. Kettle? I was like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know if it'll fit on the ranch kettle. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, put I don't the, know if put it'll that, fit on that. Put that some bitch on a ranch kettle, and I'm like, uh, it's going to every cook off we have. Right. Well, yeah. I'm sure they'll right? they'll come up with different sizes. But I mean, for the versatility, like, hey, if I just want to grill, I can just grill. Mm-hmm. Or if I want to fire up that little smoker, I can just sit I there just and think, smoke. I just think yeah, it's a cool idea. If yeah. you don't have a smoker and you're like, we got to see. I want to do a brisket. Like, run that thing with some wood for a few hours, and then. Turn on the pellets, wrap that sucker up, and just let it do its thing. Yeah, and we go to bed. We right. go to, literally go to bed. Yeah. And, and my only issue is it's only a five-pound hopper, which is small. Yeah, you're not going to be able to well, let that go all night. Like hopper. a normal, most of the bigger, like yeah, but uh, you can use Oklahoma charcoal. Joes or whatever, they're going to hold probably fifteen to Eight twenty pounds? pounds. No, they're going to hold like pounds. probably closer to twenty pounds. Some of them nah, are bigger than that. That hopper looks huge. Dude. Well, it says five-pound hopper. I don't know. I've seen people take like I think the beer hopper, boxes. And yeah, like yeah, set yeah. it in there. So Create like an ex- extender. So you can extend your hopper for pellets. Yep. Mm. Not on this, mm. but like on yeah. Traeger's or just created like a million dollar idea. That's an OG. Let's just get some that's sheet metal thing. designs where that's an OG move right there. build those little squares that you could just set slide in. Your, and then now we got all the pellets. We got all the pellets. Yeah. John, cut this out before somebody takes it. <laughs> right, right. Just got a 3D printer. Can we make it out of plastic? You're already here from grabbing their brisket. Because that won't melt. I'm not putting it in the smoker. Anyways, hey, uh, hey John, do, do you have a funny, like a funny sound you want to play real quick? No, not Jan's a little fuck. <laughs> you set yourself. That's my up favorite for one. That. That's my favorite sound we have. Really? Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We could do this one if you James want. James has a face for radio. There like it is. Miller. There it is. Hey, okay. we appreciate you. That's all we got for the uh, hot off the grill barbecue news. All right. Nice. Do we? Uh, did, I made a little note about that uh, couple that was getting sued. Do we want to talk about that? Or we say that we can touch on it. It's up to you. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I didn't read I mean, all of it, I but think, I, I did kind of skim through it. Yeah, the, it, it, this comes in Cleveland. There's a couple that's getting sued because they have a. Um, I don't know what type of pizza oven type deal they it had said in their commercial backyard. Was what I saw. Yeah, I don't know what that really a means. Commercial I mean, could pizza it be, oven? What they put a commercial pizza oven in their backyard and. And, and their neighbors are complaining by their neighbors. This is when you go. This is when you go light a match. Of the smoke and, <laughs> and your neighbor's the, yard, yeah. and you go. Listen, y'all have smoke damage. Y'all need probably leave for a while. Like yeah, they're suing for like I think twenty five grand. Yeah, well, I watched so, a little hold, bit of video. Hold on, who's suing who? The neighbor is suing the people that have the pizza oven because the foul odorous smoke right. that fills the air every time. So what if you put a fire up this wood fire grill? 
it would be the, the same, same thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they, they live dick. two they doors down, and they're saying every time they light it up, we're on we're on defense. We have to go in our master bedroom on the other side of the house and shut all the doors and turn the AC up and blah 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 blah. I'm like. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, it's, it's, you know why? Because you have a shitty like, house. <laughs> well, no, it's because they're just shitty people. I don't know. It's not really both an ways issue. on that. They, they don't. That's want not fucked no, up. But. No, no. <laughs> there's no way the smell outside is going in your house. Two houses down. Two I don't think it is down. anyway. I think they're just no, assholes. They're what if, being. What if you have a huge, you know, pizza oven out there and it's putting out a ton of fucking smoke? Dude. And you're trying to hang out in your backyard, yeah. swim in your pool. Great. Let's go smell the wood. They're two doors down. Come down and get a pizza, bro. And here, that's the other thing. Like, how they, often are they making pizzas? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know about that. The other thing Maybe. is they've already said that they've gone over there and enjoyed pizzas with them before they decided to go ahead and oh, yes, well, lost yeah, it. Hey, your arguments guess what? About then. This you, is how you've been down there eating the pizza. This is how trash. you get your freaking house burned down by a neighbor. Okay, yeah, This is just neighbors because quarreling at, at, at and they decided point, to... At this point, this I just is, go and pour some gasoline in your water hose, right? And I just light up, light a thing, right? It, it sucks it up, and then I'm just like, all right, well, your house yeah. burned down. That's, well, we don't, uh, that's arson. That we don't condone I know, arson I get on that. this podcast. I get it's arson. I'm just saying. Can I say, I can already tell you what probably went on yeah. in this situation they got invited over and they had pizza and they said the piece of pizza was awesome it was delicious yeah, yeah. um they didn't mention anything about a second invite oh so mm. i'm thinking there's like <clears throat> they're horrible they're douchebags yeah. and they're like hey well, let's just not have them people oh, over you know what yeah. they wanted the second invite exactly they, they want to come over but nobody invites them so mm-hmm. they sit there stewing <laughs> so now they and, have to and they're watching the they're watching that beautiful smell roll over the fence. Like, yeah. They're like, Ugh. well, they invited them over the first time and well, said, pick whatever toppings you want. And they brought pineapple. Yeah. Like, nope, <laughs> you cannot come back. Right. John, <laughs> I thought you liked pineapple. I love pizza. pineapple on yeah. my pizza. It's I, just a joke. It's not bad. I like yeah. it. I think it's great. Yeah. They, they probably put beans in their chili, too. So. <laughs> All right, that's too <laughs> hey, easy. Wow. easy. Right. Simmer down. Come on. Let's not go there. Ooh. That's awesome. All right, this is probably a prime opportunity if John was ready to fire up the... John is ready. Commercial break? He's ready. Yep, let's pay some bills and hear from one of our friends in the Odd Pods Media Network. Brought to you in part by Oklahoma Joe's new Rider Deluxe Pellet Grills. Since the company's humble beginnings in 1987, Oklahoma Joe has helped those who appreciate the process and the craft of smoking. What began with Joe Davidson, a member of the Barbecue Hall of Fame, and a dozen hand-built smokers at the Oklahoma State Fair over 30 years ago, has since forged an Oklahoma Joe's brand that builds some of the most sought-after smokers. Oklahoma Joe has a proud history of creating uncompromising smokers and grills with carefully crafted design, and the newest generation of the popular Ryder Series pellet grills carries on this tradition. The new features in the Oklahoma Joe's Ryder Deluxe Pellet Grills include a pit control 2.0 system that delivers the category's first dual sensor temperature control. Fire-focused dual sensor feedback optimizes temperature control based on selected cooking styles, low and slow smoking, or high heat grilling. A power feed system that boasts the high torque auger motor that powers through pellets for incredible power and performance. The new Rider Deluxe series builds on several popular features, including smoke and sear modes, which features an impressive temperature range that runs from 200 degrees Fahrenheit to a searing hot 650 degrees Fahrenheit, and a 20-pound quick-draw hopper that allows unused pellets to be drained in seconds for simple storage, removal, and swapping of pellet flavors. Guys, if you want to find out more information about the new Rider Deluxe series pellet grills from Oklahoma Joe, check out the Oklahoma Joe's 
website, and the link is in our description in the bio, and that's oklahomajoe.com. Dalton and Sam, we want to tell you about our podcast called Big Ten Plus Four. Are you a college football fan who doesn't want to always be talking about the SEC? Are you a college basketball fan who's tired of hearing how the Big Ten doesn't win in the big dance? Then we're the show for you. Check us out each week on the Odd Pods Media Network. We bring you college sports with a Big Ten flavor. Big Ten Plus Four. College sports with Midwest perspective. Blue collar and blue blood. Dude, and do, do we have a good? Uh, so we are part of the Odd Pods and thing, yep. but but what is our what is our commercial being played for the Odd Pods? Yeah, it's really good. Is you it good? I, you clearly have not been it? listening to but some am of I our in friends. It? No, you're not. N- that's the problem. I well, that's because you did not show up that day. Well, I just I feel wasn't like, invited. I just feel like you also you were always invited. It was on recording night. I just feel like what entire nation are we talking about? It's really good. You should listen to it. Okay. Uh, are, you, are you trying to segue into our beer review, Jan? I think we were there? we were on the BT, BTFYW, what? because fuck BTS. you, that's why. Yeah, that's BTS. the name of their podcast. That we were on them, I think, this past week. So go listen to that one. All right, I'll listen yeah. to it. And um, BTS and that a serial killer? Are we <laughs> BTW? Right? No, right. BT, BT something like that. Listen, can we just get into the grab them in the brisket? Beer review. And right now we have, uh, it's called Rich and Robust Tarnation. James, you brought this. You want to tell us about it? Officially, I know how many it takes in order to have a horrible night. (laughs) Oh, is is this the one from last weekend? It's three. Jan, do you want to talk about uh, your three three Tarnations? Escapade. So I think before you tell it though, we should talk about what percent alcohol that let's is. Go. So, so this is a beautiful beer from um, St. Arnold's, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll, I'll show a little show a little flex over here. This is it, right? Boom. Um, Does this beer wanna... is nine percent, and it's heavenly. Does anybody want to read the little uh, excerpt that I got on our yeah. little printout? I'd love to read it. John stole my syllabus. Let me see. This is straight from St. Arnold's Brewery. Let's go. You don't want to just read the back of the bottle? Is it's it a different shape? Back? Easy, partner. <laughs> this ain't no run-of-the-mill ale you're looking at. Matter of fact, this here bottle just happens to contain the most root and toot and strong ale this side of the Guadalupe. It's rich, it's malty, and it's doggone tasty if we do say so ourselves. Yep. This one's so good, you'll be asking yourself... What in tarnation? John, you sound exactly like a Californian trying to do a Texas impression. <laughs> listen, Alaska. <laughs> hey, listen. This beer after John single-handedly ruined. My score go down. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, it's it's one of their highest alcohol recipes um, um, that they have, and looks like um, yeah, nine point nine. Yeah. Listen. This beer 9.0. single-handedly ruined my last Sunday night. Yeah, it did. Like, and I, I had a beer, and Jamie was like, damn, this beer's good. And I showed up late, like 3 o'clock, had a beer, <laughs> right? I was like, oh, it's good. Had another beer. And then and then finally, we kind of drank a few Coors Lights, five or four of them, right? You drank that first big. Coors Light. It took you like an hour and a half to finish it. Yeah, but You're listen. nursing it. I drank three of these mother truckers right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Alex, it changed the course of the night. Yeah, for you. For you too, though. <laughs> well, you thought yeah. you were going home. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and where, where did you go? We ended up at the bar. There it is. Dude. How does that it, work? You're going to get drunk so you go to the bar? No. It, yeah. You it go was, to the bar to get drunk? It was not. Have you was, ever been drunk, John? Dude, <laughs> I guess not. It, it was not like we were headed there. But out, but after like having, th- so I had three of these motherfuckers after drinking like four or five courses, right? Just and whatever else, right? Dude, three's the limit. Hmm. At, if you've been drinking for a little bit, you, first of all, you start off strong and then taper down. Mm-hmm. You don't start off right. sh- like light and then taper up. That's the wrong right. thing. That's not how you maintain. It's a re- recipe yeah. for horribleness, dude. It was like a hundred and something dollar bar tab <laughs> with a matter of like minutes. I only like, had two beers at the bar, bro. I don't. Two. I don't know what I had either. Dude, it, I think I had two beers and a hundred dollars worth of shots. Right. I had right? two beers. Uh, it, it goes back to I was like more sober when I what in tarnation? When I got there. What in tarnation? It goes back to the saying is like, who wants to get drunk and make bad decisions? Let's go. It literally happened. Yeah. Uh, can I? I'll go ahead and uh, I'll shout out to Perry Brooks. I know he's listening here, and he's probably going to take your challenge or. Yeah. Can you do th- more than three? I don't think anybody five? can no, do Yes, that. you can. You can. Yeah, you can. You'll five, just be shitty. Five beers. You can do a six-pack. And three tarnations. Uh-huh. You're not going to make good decisions after that. I promise you that. I promise you. You're done. You're done. Uh, so the it, it has on their website, the bitterness is at 53 IBU. Yeah, but it's I, bitter. It is bitter. I think it's bitter. It's bitter, but it's not. It's smooth. No, it's better. And I don't know if is it the bitter because of the the punch of alcohol or is it? No, it's, I it's, think the punch of alcohol it, helps with the bitterness. Yeah, maybe no, that's what it you're is. right. It kind of it, it helps. But I think you're getting used to uh, more of a like you, for you the IBUs are going up because they're not that bitter for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. No, yeah. no, it's definitely bitter and it's, it's definitely got alcohol punch, but it has really good flavor. Mm-hmm. Dude, I wouldn't call I, this smooth, but it's a very good flavor. If yeah. I drink this beer, I already know what's going to happen. So I just. Uh, it's a beer that they decisions. offer, I think, year-round. Mm. And I think they offer a similar style beer, but it's just lower alcohol content. Mm. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's actually it kind of surprising such that a good beer. such a mainstream beer has something that high, high yeah. in alcohol. You know it's such I mean? a great beer. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's, pretty it's funny because usually when you get something this high in alcohol, like it'll just, it's a, it won't taste as good. No, you know it's very I mean? boozy, like, right? You're, you're like, oh, I'm just getting something alcohol. It's a little malty. Yeah. There's a little, there's a little car- yeah, it's caramel. It's got nice mar- maltiness, yeah. Yeah, but I think usually not, when I get these like high alcohol, it's no, usually it's okay. like a, a barrel age type, right? Yeah, yeah, um, right. beer, which you get punched in that oh, that whiskey or that tequila style flavor. Matt, you want to go or nope. do you want like, Alex? Uh, go Alex, first. go first. You want me to go first? Yep. Yes, sir. Set the tone. We don't want to sway your score here, and I feel right. like we would. I, so yeah. go first. It, that's why we need to write this shit down. We say it every week. <laughs> I agree. <Lose. laughs> Six four. Whoa, dude! This is a six four. What? Really? Take another drink. It's a six four? No, Just six four drink. is good. That means it's a good beer. No, I like. I I don't mind the the score six four. I'm just making make sure that's the score you want. I like Jan. Yeah, Just okay. always trying to talk. It's right. a little, it's a little bitter and okay. That's it's pretty much all I get. It's a little a bitter taste. Like it's it is you, bitter. You don't taste. It definitely the, hits those. Okay. I don't know where the bitter taste buds are, it's, but it hits a those. Little, yeah, yeah. It's like right. I mean, I drink another one. No, it's what I'm saying. <laughs> six four. I do. I I, I don't you mind the score. Man. I don't mind the score at all. I, I and and I'm not saying like you're under undervaluing what this beer is, even though that probably you are. Uh, 
But yes, I, I I'm not I'm not saying you did anything wrong. I mean, I'm surprised you remember drinking them last week. I had three of them because <clears throat> we told you. It fucked my night <laughs> up. All right, let's go around the <laughs> table, John. Keep going. Uh, this is good. I don't know if I'm as high at it on it as y'all are, but this is really good. I do like it. I'm gonna go. You don't know our scores. I can tell. I can see it in your eyes. I know exactly where y'all are going with this. I know James loves this mother humper. Uh, I'm going to go. It's always in the fridge. 8.1. This is good beer. Jesus. Yeah, it's good. I definitely fucked this up. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You know what? Why don't you just leave? All right. Can I, can I go? Yes, please. All right. This beer is a 8.8. Uh, it's a phenomenal beer. Uh, it's very smooth. It, it doesn't. It, it, you're, it, yes, it, it has a a like a tinge of a little bitterness that that kind of stays back behind in the in the jowls or the jaws. Dude, this fucking beer is so good. Drink three. I dare you. Yeah, it's not smooth, and it does have a lot of bitterness, dirty. but it's very good. Yeah, very good you. flavor, but it's got a, it's a fucking it's a punch in the mouth of flavor. It's an AD. It's yeah. good. It's okay. Yeah, I, I'll I'll jump right in there. It. I, I guess I just don't get. I get a little bit of a bitterness, definitely a little bit of the alcohol punch there. The flavor for me is just on point. Like it's something that I, that's what I'm looking for. The flavor, the alcohol. Like right now, I'm getting like a little buzzed, a little warming. <laughs> you know what I mean? That little oh, little hey. warming sens- sensation. You're just like, all right, man. And that that's just off. Like just maybe like three or four sips of it. So I was like, oh, okay, but. As these guys know, I've probably had this in my fridge for the last like month. Like I keep mm-hmm. buying it over and over. So obviously, I like this beer, and I will continue to keep it in the garage for whenever anybody that wants to make bad decisions to to, to <laughs> drink more than two or three of one. But for me, it's like I, I wouldn't say this would be my quintessential, just a uh, very top beer, the holy grail that I'm like looking no. for. I um, it's an eight eight. It's dang near close. It's mm. dang near close. It's not the come ten, on, but you're, on, give me you're getting close. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine point nine. Dude, Woo! man, for James, yeah. this is a nine nine. That's yeah. legit, dude. It's one of my favorite right. beers. It tells me a lot. He likes yeah. the bitterness. He likes the booziness. He doesn't want any sweetness in it. That's right. This mm. has got zero he likes, sweetness. He likes the caramel, the caramel, yeah, caramel, the maltiness, yeah, super malty. Yeah. I, yeah. I like. I like the the alcohol punch with the maltiness and the bitterness. I like that bitterness. Mm-hmm. And there's something about building up a base layer of drunkenness off of light beers and then drinking this on Dude. top of that. There's just that special combination. I'm I'm giving this one a nine two. And I was mm-hmm. I was like I was kind of like, do I give it a high eight, a low nine? I was trying to and I was like, nah, nine two. There it is, brother. Yeah, this is a great I love beer. This. Hey, a little this bit all over, great, but yeah, that's it's a good beer. Great score, brother. Yeah, seriously. It's very good. It's a really good beer. Hey, James, hey. as long as you keep stalking them, I'll keep drinking what them in your What tarnation <laughs> is <laughs> happening to my body right now? I'm going to get pissed <laughs> off if uh, HEB or the other guys. Uh, everybody they seems like they're, it. they're stalking it, but uh, yeah. yeah. We, we need to take a trip to St. Arnold's. Uh, I've actually been buying a lot more St. Arnold's lately just because, I mean, I, I like Coors Light and some of the light beers mm. if you're drinking kind it's of gross. like all day and you're trying to do whatever, but at night if I, if I just want to drink a beer or do right. whatever i'm like i just want something a little bit more full flavored so uh right now i've been running through the the saint arnold's i guess repertoire so uh, uh catalog can, can, the catalog can, can, can so, I to give speak. You some, uh, so yes. i was drinking some wine uh this week mm-hmm. 
And uh, one of the guys that we were with it was kind of like, he, he never tried to educate anybody else, but he's like, listen, you start off in the very beginning of the night, you start off with a, a strong wine, like a really good wine, but a very strong wine, right? But after that, you just taper it down. And so when you're asking for bottles and you're asking for like selections, whatever else, you definitely want to look at it and see the alcohol percentage, right? And then when they bring you something very strong, you're like, listen, we, we've already had a very strong wine, like it, high in ABV. You just say, hey, look, just you bring me something different. Uh, and you want to keep looking at a, a style that you like, but you want to gradually go downwards versus going up. I think I'd be doing it all wrong because I start hey, with you got to start with a stiff. I one. start off with Coors Light, and I'm like, nah. At the end of the night, I'm like, let's go with shots. <laughs> let's go with that thirteen percenter, Jan. I you think know? you've been doing it right, buddy. I think you got it. You think so? I think that's the right way yeah. to do it, no. bro. You no. want to cl- you want to build up. You no. don't want to taper down, you fade taper, out, fizzle hey, out. You, no. taper, you taper down, and you go to bed. <clears throat> yeah, that's it, horrible. No, no. And you don't make horrible you're decisions. Stopping. It's when, like nobody when, starts yeah. out with shots, bro. But you should. It, it, it changed. I'm like, maybe no, we should be doing this. Out. Yeah. Right. Now I'm going like, to show up late and y'all are already drunk. And I'm looking. I need to catch up. Yeah. But I'm looking at all the point in my life where I'm like, where, where I've done all these horrible, like staying up and just getting slayed, right? And drinking as much as I can drink. And I'm like, uh, maybe I should have started off with a stronger drink and then tapered down. Right. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's wrong. Maybe it's right. But it made sense to me at the time. In the wine selection, dude, right. I might be a wine connoisseur. Right? It's because <laughs> like, you're rich. There's yeah. one. Uh, right. There's one I mean, famous. Right. I know um, Boone's Farm and Bad Dog. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. One, one famous uh, uh, author, poet that I can quote right here at this time. And it's like, you don't want to die with a sissy gun. You don't. <laughs> yeah. You don't, don't. want a guy with so, a sissy gun. Yep. Gandhi. <laughs> Let's <laughs> start off strong and we finish strong. Here is the man's quote. Let's gun. go. Like three amigos? Yeah. yeah. You say, is. is this the three amigos quote? Yeah, hey, yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, let's get into a little bit of the barbecue talk today. So today is all about the barbecue stall versus, not versus, but just and including the resting of meat. And uh, I, don't, I can't yeah. believe it. So from the stall. To the rest, correct, the, and the I think we have the actual pulling them the more specifically brisket. When do we pull the brisket off the the pit and then rest? Okay, so did let's, we, let's did slide we talk into about pit temperatures. Or are we going to go into that later? Uh, I I don't remember. I don't remember if John, we did or not. Brisket series is like twenty parts, so <laughs> we may have mentioned. So it, feel free, anybody, chime in and just add. It's two seventy five. That's what the correct it? temperature. Okay, moving on. I don't think there's an incorrect temperature. I think <laughs> I you can you can I, smoke your brisket so listen, at lots of different temperatures. I I really don't like two twenty five smoking. I think I think you you run the risk of like drying out and whatever else. I like the two sixty five. I think it depends upon your pit. Do what your pit, whatever makes your pit happy. That's where you need to run it. No, it's so it's what you're saying. Where your pit naturally runs, right? And some of them want to so run at two twenty-five, two thirty-five. So, so you're not fighting the whole. I love day. this. Yeah. So if your pit naturally runs it at two sixty-five, then you just turn around and mm-hmm. you you shorten your temperature of cooking. Like the model is like okay. So I think the premise is that people think okay, I cook at two sixty-five, and then now mm-hmm. I have to, um, I, I have to cook at the same. 12 hours. Right. Cook, right? And you're like, you don't. No. 
right? At 265, maybe you lower this thing down a little bit at the time temperature. I'm sorry, timetable, and you lower it down a little bit, and maybe you can only cook 10 hours at 265 or 12 hours at 265. You don't have to cook the 15-hour cook or the 20-hour cook. I saw today some of the guys were like, I cook all my brisket at 24 hours. And I was like, well. That's dumb. I just don't know if I believe you anymore. How's that time? You know what I mean? I just don't believe you anymore. He goes, and I don't rap. And I'm like, (laughs) God bless you. You're making beef jerky. Right, right. So, so yes, I I totally agree with you. You find, you find the barbecue pit and then you want to cook with the barbecue, but you you look how it runs. Like you put this much wood in it, it runs this temperature. You're like, all right. My pitch is going to run hot. It's just going to run this way. I don't have any extra airflow or anything else. It's going to run this temperature, and I can maintain this temperature. Great. Then shorten your timetables down, or you lengthen your, your timetables depending on what the temperature is, right? Mm-hmm. But but only smoke or only cook if, at the ability of what your cooker wants to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Right. Yeah, because some people try to run that thing at 225, and it's like, they're, they're they're just trying to keep a fire they're in there at some point. Yeah, right? it's like so you're like your no. pit wants to run at 250, and you're like this guy's like I can't get it at 225. I don't have any, and, I don't have any coals left in there, and, but if I put another one in, it's going to go higher than 225. Right, so right. it's like he's fucking yeah. with it too yeah, much. It's right. too much. Like, Choking off the smokestack. Yeah. Everything's closed off. Everything's just like a big just like and, and you're like he's smoldering like piece no, of crap. it's fine. You're like yeah. no, bro, that's not fine. Like yeah. not good. You you want to be able to add a log every like 45 minutes. Yeah, and I know. Uh, so you have the old, old hickory pits, and you have some of the um, oiler pits out there that are that are stick fed, but it is just a rotisserie style stuff that is electronically controlled. Mm-hmm. That yeah, you can run it twenty four hours. Yeah, you, you, right, right. Yeah, nobody's you gonna do, do that. that. Well, Even on a pellet grill, you could do that and not yeah, worry about. But nobody's temperature, saying but. you can't roll it that way. What we're saying is, like when you when you make a normal fire in a firebox and you see what that temperature rolls out and you're like all right so the last four or five hours my pit wants to run at 275 yeah i'm sure you can burn everything down to coals right pull everything out of it and you, and you just feed a little coals in there and, and 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 then you do like a little lump of wood yeah you can find the desired temperature you want but what i'm saying is and i think what john was saying was like your pit is designed to run at a certain temperature already. Mm-hmm. Like whether the stack's not big enough, right? Or the firebox is not big enough. Or maybe the, the metal itself is not thick enough to retain heat. Like find out what it is. Find out right. how your pit wants to run and, and what's natural for it and, and what's natural for you, right? Because you, you're a person feeding wood into it. You're like, well, I just need to feed wood. And you're like, eh, maybe you don't, right? Yeah. But find out what it needs to do and then, and then learn how to cook at that temperature then yeah. get a different pit and find something else right but i think i think the idea is learn how to cook at that temperature right right mm-hmm. is that weird i can get on board with that yeah, yeah. and that's that's yeah. yeah for the offsets for the reverse flows all those 100 percent. i think what he's saying is like for the ones that are that are self-fed that can do any temperature you want and just yeah. maintain itself right like the wherever you were just talking about the pellets or the pellet the, smokers yeah. or the the rotisserie yeah, styles the, the they can do prides, old what, hickories. What, what temperature do you think for something that is going to maintain its own temperature? It's not an issue. Yeah, right, right, right. right. But so, and, and well, here's still, well, I'm sorry, go for it. I, I was going to bring it back. So I I think we already kind of discussed a little bit of like cooking temperatures in some of the episodes before. So l- l- let's let's 
talk about what temperature are you looking for to remove your meat off of the grill, the brisket. When it's finished? When it's finished. Because we're, we're talking about the stall. Actually, let's talk about the stall first. Let's talk about when do you pull your brisket, and then we'll talk about resting. Because we just had somebody ask recently. Didn't somebody ask you a question? Yeah. I think you did. Yeah, so about not stall? responding to it yeah. about the stall. Just about the like, stall. So start at so 155. Go right? try. Yeah, go. somebody was asking, you know, they said I did a really long cook. My, my brisket stalled at 155 for multiple hours. What could I have done to, to remedy that, speed it up? And I basically mm-hmm. just said... Wrap it. I mean, you can yeah. kick up your temperature, too. I don't think that's going to hurt. A lot of people say, no, you have to keep the same temperature the entire time. I think you can kick it up a little bit. It's not going to hurt it. But my my thing was just if it's already built the bark, which if you've been sitting at 155 for multiple hours, you've probably built your bark. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and wrap Let's it. Go. Wrap did it. you specify tinfoil? Or did you say I did it? say foil. Oh, yeah. okay, I did no, say he foil. Did. He did. But you, yeah. could, you could do it. No. If you want to do paper, I, do paper. I, I, but saw I, plenty, foil. I, I saw plenty of people saying Texas Crunch. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, ah, eh. yeah. yeah. So, I agree. I agree. So but yeah, not not necessarily a certain temperature that you want to do that at. It's just yeah, it, when it's it, ready. But, but is there? But for you though, like so so you know your pit, right? And and, and you know all the pits we've cooked on, right, mm-hmm. James, Matt? Is there a temperature when you're when you're watching, uh, your brisket? And you're like, all right, I'm at one because. There's a stall like between 155 and like 170, mm-hmm. but but you've watched these briskets do this thing, and you're like, all right, I'm just stalled out, right? It's just the stall; it just happens, right? You you've seen this. Is there something you've done in the past that to to correct this? The stall? Yeah. Did you put more wood on it and crank it up? Uh, I, I, I have done that. I don't think I have you have to it. do that. If, I, if you're in a hurry and you want to speed it up, yeah, you can do that. You've done it. Yeah, for hundred percent, Alex. Like, you you've cooked a few briskets, uh, a like 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 you cooked plenty of briskets <laughs> like on, on competition, but you've cooked a few briskets like at the house doing your thing, whatever else. But you've reached that moment, right? Where, where it stalls out, and you're like, "What the fuck am I? What is going on here? Like, this thing's supposed to be done and." Two hours and I'm still hitting the stall right now. Well, your last one lasted a long time, right? right? That's what I'm saying. No, it it but, went forever, and like I didn't wrap till 180. But I you love just that. listen I love that. because the bark and, wasn't set. The and way that's I a fucking to. OG move. That's, and, and you that, just know this is what I'm saying right now is like it, at 160, I spritz and the the seasoning spread a little because I got a little too yeah. close, and I'm like, fuck, this is nowhere near. So my question is: There did they panic? Because you were. You were cold as a cucumber, and you were like, nah, I got this. So is the answer really and truthfully, hey, run through the straw. Just run. Th- like, I'm sorry. Like, let I, it go. I'm sorry. Yeah. This thing, let this I agree with thing jo- go. I agree with John on it. Like, If your bark is set yeah. and it's at 155, fuck it, wrap it. Yeah, but I feel like that's the same if it's in the stall or not. Yeah, like, it, When the bark is set, wrap it. But it, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, I agree. First of all, the, the bark is never going to be set at 155. If it's been stalled at two hours at 155, I think your bark can be set. Well, I think his temperature was fucked up then. <laughs> Perhaps. I, Perhaps. I, I think he didn't Maybe. maintain what he's now, supposed I don't to do. Even, I don't even but like... I do agree with you. I, I like, don't even seriously. internally probe my brisket until I'm like getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I think it's getting close to where I need to pull it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I usually weird. look at it and then 
I wrap it based on the way it looks, right? With the bark we're just talking about. Obi Wan Kenobi over here. But I mean, I like, because you, you don't need to it. internally hey, probe it at that point. Right. You know if you, if you can do it, just I'm, I'm just saying, just look at look at the look at the bark. I got you. I look got at the bark. You. Wrap oh, yeah. it based on the bark, and then I usually know when I the way I cook it. Usually about eight hours in is about when I should be pulling it. That that's just the way I uh, cook so, my brisket. So, so yeah. you're doing the hot and fast. Yeah. So so yeah. So listen. I try to keep it two seventy five the whole though. time. An eight I hour was cook. Three hundred. It still eight, took me twelve hours. But see that, that. But I start <clears throat> probing it at that point, yeah. and then I'm like, okay. Well, you know, I had a wireless I'll, one in there that yeah. I was using. But, oh, I just bought. But it I too, do so think it was, this it was is a very, new toy that I wanted to play with. Also. I think it's very unique when it comes to like somebody cooking a brisket, and you're like, hey, like eight hours in, I knew it was going to be done, and you're like. Alice goes, well, at 12 hours, I was still cooking. Well, I and think, that was also well, I Alice's could be first a 12 time. 12-hour brisket and a, or a 12 pound think, brisket, 20 pound brisket. Yeah, this, I, that's this, what I was saying. And I that think, was his first time cooking that brisket. I think it's very subjective. Too. It was on, the first because time he yeah. There's no two briskets alike. It's true. And I think that people all too often fall in this category saying, I have a brisket, it takes me eight hours. And you're like, because I watched it on, on, on some YouTube television or whatever else. And at the end of the day, it's like, dude, the problem is that you don't understand what they were cooking. That the, the grade of meat matters. The size of, of, of the brisket matters. Everything how much, matters, how much right? Right. Off. But, 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 but I don't think people realize the grade. The grade of meat matters. Right. It's, like, it's fat if, content if, if, makes If you want to go cook select, let's see if that beef jerky <clears throat> pops out, whatever else. Yeah, maybe you can make it just as tender and just as whatever. But it takes longer. It takes longer to just pull this thing down. And then now you're like, I got a Wagyu brisket. And you're like, well, I cook mine in eight hours. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Yes, sir. You know, I, I think it's it's very funny how people, and, and, and this is the thing that I had, I think it, this is why barbecue is so subjective. Because they see a video of, of a person cooking a piece of meat. And like, well, shit, he did it in six hours. He did it in eight hours. I could, like. I have to do it in the same amount of time. And you're like, first of all, that guy's cooking a, cooking a competition brisket on a drum that has been trimmed down to nothing. Right. Like, like you're not looking at the poundage. Like, you're down to a nine-pound brisket. Right. The poundage was, when he first started, was 17 pounds. But you're not looking at it, You're not realizing what he's cooking is about eight pounds. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, the, that's the difference. People need to realize, like, shit. Like, what are you watching? Like, yeah. who, who are you trying to emulate? Yeah. Hopefully, they're emulating us and they're watching us. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Watch, I mean, watch our videos. The stall is the stall. That's what it comes down right. to. Yeah. You have two options. You can wrap it and speed it up, and make the fire a little hotter, or you can fucking wait it That's out. That's my method. Yeah. Those are your options. I, so, I will create a thousand degrees. Like, if I'm like, <laughs> I want to get this shit done, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it. Even James, if the bark's not like, ready, whatever. I'm going to wrap it and let it and get that shit done. Yeah. If not, if I have time, I don't worry about it. Just let it go. James is like, hey, I'm like, hey, uh, we're, we're, we need to speed it up. James is like, dude, don't touch anything. Don't do nothing. I'm like, ah, I'm throwing all the wood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. like, we're 800 degrees. 375. Like, That's yeah. what you were doing right. in your no, office. No coming back yeah. from that. Uh, so I I heard a term burping your grill. Yeah, um, that's a that's an egg thing, right? It, it may be, but I, it, so. I heard it. It's like it, one thing you can do to help, I guess, uh, help speed up the process. I don't of, know what this means. Um, I don't either. Of your 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 meat stalling, 
brisket. Yeah. Burping well, the grill is, is opening up the lid to allow the steam and moisture to to release. Oh, 100%. And then this. closing it down. It, it's a natural thing we've, we've always done. Correct. Right? Well, we're always like opening and closing because we'll spritz it with whatever. Yeah, but we're watching the gauge too. Like I, I've seen the gauge creep, and I'm like, no, not today. Like I've opened, I've opened the, it the lid. I've, right. I've opened yeah. the firebox. I've pulled a piece of wood out, throw, throw it on the ground, close the firebox, go back and close the lid, and go like watch the temperature and see how it reflects. Mm-hmm. Like we we've all done this, right? So. Yeah, uh, sure, yeah. Let me just go really quick. Uh, uh, barbecue stall refers to a period when the internal temperature of a meat stops rising and stalls during the cooking process. And it occurs because the moisture in the meat begins to evaporate, creating a layer of steam that insulates the meat and, ha- and slows down the cooking process. So mm. this is what's happening when you go through the stall. You, you your meat is just heating up. It's sweating and cooling down at the same time. And it's just, it's just constantly staying in this, this state, so to speak. Can you poke holes in it? Until that moisture starts evaporating. I mean, what do you mean? Poke holes in what? Can you walk over to your brisket and poke some holes in it and let that steam rise out? Or is that a dumb question? Yeah, no, that's not going to work. You're still going to have indeed a dumb question. (laughs) No, I'm asking you. No, you're still going to have, it's it's retaining. It's wants to retain whatever else. And the whole time it's it's heating up, it's still cooling down. Can you go over and poke holes? I, I I'm not. I feel like this is not a dumb question. I feel like this is a I, I don't a question. I don't that think you can. People, it's going to steam the same either way. But, but you're saying I don't think. I, means, I feel like which you're means, just going to create. Telling me you don't know. The reason I believe it would not work is because when you, it's not oh like there's a pocket. The same right, it's not a pocket of hot air. The, the steam of it. is not coming from the center of the brisket. Yeah. It's coming from the whole brisket. So when you poke a hole, it okay. might release right. the little bit of heat in that one section, that little tiny part of the hole is made. Yeah, that'll release out, but the overall there brisket is, is going to change. So, listen, I, I that's I, what I think. I, if you poke the shit out Matthew, of it, I appreciate the question, Dan. It was a very Matthew, good question. Matthew, I, I, I feel like. This is what I would wanted because somebody, somebody listen because when right you now, say like, no, yes, I was just give me a reason. That. So when you give me a reason, I'm like ah, oh, perfect. But when you I give me you your reason, reason, I gave you a reason. But when you gave me your reason, I was like, well, you're not explaining it. You're now just you take one of those little punch things that has John, a punch, the same way. Those little needle punch has a whole bunch of them. And you go all over the thing. Yeah, now, Jan, maybe you're yeah. onto something. Yeah. And then make chopper a single single punch. Like let's no. I feel like you're just tearing up the meat fibers <laughs> and it's gonna be so tender. <laughs> what I'm trying to say right now is that if you have your brisket and it's doing this, or you have your piece of protein or whatever else. Like, try something different. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because, look, honestly, it was going to be the way it was going to be anyways, most likely. But if you try something different and you learn from it, that's how this whole thing. Then, honestly, just tell us what you did and then we can spread the message right. for you. And, yeah. uh, like with all things barbecue, yeah. it boils down to two things. Learn your pit and listen to your meat. Right. That's listen it. to your meat. And then spread That's it. With, it. Uh, listen to your and meat. And then spread it with a grub and a brisket. That right. way uh, we can just make a million dollars. Okay, so usually, uh, I wrote down a couple notes, usually the temperature between 120, 160 degrees um, Fahrenheit is usually when that stall kind of occurs. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I've taken an Aaron Franklin class before where he – probably cooks his brisket around 250 ish and then 
gradually over like the next like three, four hours, he'll bump the temperature up. And then the next like five hours, he'll bump the temperature up even more. He'll cook his brisket all the way through the stall, which typically he said it's around 180 degrees, 185 degrees. And then he will wrap at that point and finish cooking. Mm. Again, that's his class. I don't know if that's the same, same method that they're using in the restaurants producing that, you know, pretty high quality brisket that they're putting out there. But, uh, so basically, I'm Aaron Franklin. Yeah. Right. What does he know? Right. Ignore James. the stall. Just yeah. watch the bark. That's James. it. What right tarnation is happening? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, somebody give Jan another tarnation. <laughs> Holy shit. His eyeballs are starting to roll you back. You better wrap this one <laughs> up quick, James. Okay, I'm wrapping up the stall. So, however, the stall is a natural part of the barbecue process and is widely accepted as a necessary step in, intent in achieving the tender, juicy, flavorful meat uh, that is the hallmark of barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. The stall? The stall. You don't have that yeah. tender brisket. You gotta have the stall. You don't have the stall. Gotta have it. You gotta have it. I love this. And we're just so it's, we it's, already it's, we already. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Good. I, I I just don't want to gloss over this, and I I know I I yeah. know what you're saying, but like the stall is I, important. I, I just feel like everybody. It, I feel like we're always gonna rush, and I feel like we're cooking. We're we're trying to cook the best barbecue we can, mm-hmm. and when we do, we get so anxious about the fact that fuck we're in a stall, like oh my god we're in a stall like I have to have this ready and I feel like if you just realize the the sides will be done at six, and the meat will be done at eleven. Hey, the people are gonna wait. People <laughs> yeah. are gonna wait for the meat. Okay, Let's, that's right. why no. I look at it. What's, that, what's hey. that TikTok we just posted? Hey. Yeah. we're just having a party. <laughs> they can tell party. people come over at seven, but well, really. That's right. That's, meat's gonna be uh, done around. Let's go. Well, that's the reason you and throw you know some what? sausage and some other shit on there that that's, you can cut yes, up, Alex. And you start feeding them a little bit of sausage. Yes, sir. Yes. And if the meat, if, if they don't wait for the meat and they leave, that's just more meat you get right. to eat. Right. You get right. to eat that the rest I, of the that's week. more Matt takes home right. for leftovers. <laughs> the jackasses that hey, I gotta leave to go put my kids to bed. I guess you're not getting brisket. Yeah. yeah. Bye. Bye. Right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So let's 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 roll on. And talk about the uh, the rest. The rest. We finished it. We well, are we going to talk we about like, when you pull it? Yeah. No, I had a creative uh, like no. the resting meat face. That was going to be the name of this topic. Yeah. Uh, mm. Whatever. Okay. So I hope you guys like that. Let's move on. Moving on. <laughs> get that. All right. So resting meat is almost. It, it probably is equal to. The, the, the cooking of a, a of the whatever protein you're trying to cook. Top three important things to do. When you're, yeah, you yeah. have to rest it 100%. Whether you're cooking a, a piece of chicken, a pork chop, pork butt, brisket, let it rest. I mean, if you don't let it rest, look, it's probably going to be good eating, but you eat it fast. I mean, don't try right. to savor it. Cause all that shit's going, all juice is going to run out. It's going to be Didn't hot you, AF. Yeah. Didn't you break this rule here not too long ago, Matt? You were saying. Oh, yeah, I cooked a pork loin, and, um, you know, like we said, the meat's going to be ready when the meat's ready, okay? Mm-hmm. But my buddy was over here, and he was trying to rush it, and I just pulled it off, and it only rested for, like, five minutes, which was not enough time for this pork loin. But he wanted to eat, and he had to get going, so I was like, all right, well, we'll cut into it. And I, I cut on the end of it, and cut a few, this, this was like a, that one for H-E-B, it was like mm-hmm. a three-foot freaking pork loin, it was a huge sucker. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, I just cut the end of it, and I cut it, and then just all that juice just pours out and everything. I'm like, see, 
just did not That's rest long. Sear. It did not rest long enough. You gotta sear that son of a bitch and go like, hey, there it is. I hate to do this, but we were talking about resting. Should we talk about when you're supposed to pull your brisket to rest it? Or are we going to save that for next time? I, I don't listen. I, I, let's do it now. It only takes a couple seconds to it's, mention. It's a couple seconds, but I, I don't think it's a temperature. I think it's, it's not, not a temperature. temperature. Everybody looks at this as a temperature. Two oh three. Two oh three. Yeah. If you're not... Yeah. If you're not trying to pull your brisket at 205, you're not going to have a good brisket. Right. This is a thing that people talk about, and you're like, have you lost your effing mind? Like, James and I have cooked briskets at 198, and we're like, pull it. It's done. I was about to say, I start I start poking at it, it to see if it's ready to come off around the high 190s. Yeah. And then from then on, it's how does it feel when how I'm sticking that probe mm-hmm. in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when I decide to pull it or not. I think this, that's the biggest gauge. I mean, you can always go, oh, 205, 203. Are you going to get probably tender meat? Yeah. yeah. Will, you know what? Meat? Probably. Go ahead. Uh, will it be maybe sometimes it'll be a little dry? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes uh, it might be perfect? Or sometimes it might be uh, maybe Underdone. tough. Uh, Slightly uh, tougher, yeah. right. Yeah. And, and then nobody realizes that... Your brisket should have went to 108. And let me tell you the difference between... Yeah, was, uh, I'm sorry, 208. You. Uh, you're right. <laughs> but uh, but the difference between like like 204 and 208, like you don't think that's like a huge difference. You're like, ah, just four degrees. For the meat, mm-hmm. it's dramatic. And then we... We've, it's very dramatic. We've cooked Wagyu briskets to 198, 189, and they were done that's at right. that point. And that's when they that brisket need to be pulled and and ready and we've to cook also cooked ready. briskets two ten mm-hmm. right yep. yeah because it needed that extra time so that was the, the competition uh, what competition was that Austin we went to? no it wasn't Austin it was the up around was it Conroe that we were around yeah we did well yeah but yeah I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, we. I don't remember the name of it either. That's the one where we had the uh, the swimming pool in the bed of the truck. Yes. <laughs> no, that, that, that <laughs> yes. was Livingston. That was Livingston. That was Livingston. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Livingston pulled cook it off. like two ten. Exactly, but you know why? Because it fucking needed. And we did to well. Two ten. We, yeah. we, we smoke on the pines. Like, so it was? How, how many? Yes. Yeah. How many? How many trophies did we win that freaking day? Yeah, it was a we, good day. We won all the trophies. All the miniature trophies, they were like very No, no, no it wasn't that. Like it was same. a different one. No, we no, won one. Different. Oh, this is where we won that. It was a fifth place brisket out of yeah. however many teams, but it was good. It was a good call. I don't remember this then. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't remember us setting up a swimming pool in the bed of the truck? Now I do. It was yeah. in the back of Alden's truck. Right, James, yeah. James, no, yeah. keep going or we're yeah. never going to get to okay. this. And we're going back you don't to have the to Okay, so pull your brisket when it's tender. Don't pull it according to a temperature. That's what we're saying. Put a probe in there when it feels like what? Butter. Butter. No, yeah, Room but, temperature but it, butter. But it doesn't feel like... So what you want to do is you want to keep the casing on the butter, right? And walk around and put a toothpick through the butter, right? Yeah. It's room temperature. Walk around and feel the, the how it goes, right? Each day, walk around and just poke... You'll know. You'll this, understand. You'll feel this, it. You'll. But yeah. that's the moment when you walk over to your brisket and go click, and you're like, oh, oh shit. She done. Let's go. Yeah. You feel okay. a little bit of tension going in yeah. and coming out. It's just, just like, from the foil, right? You're like, yeah, click, that's it. Boom. Okay. That's that, what she said. That's when you pull it. <laughs> okay. Or he said. <laughs> All right. Sorry, so part. resting. <laughs> uh, so really quick, resting meat uh, after cooking or smoking is an important step 
in the preparation of large cuts of meat like brisket. This allows for meats to reach its optimal state of tenderness and juiciness. When meat is cooked, the muscle fibers contract, squeeze out the moisture, causing the meat to become toughish. Uh, during the resting period, the muscle fibers relax and they reabsorb all the juices and the flavors that were expelled during the cooking uh, process, resulting in a more tender and juicier piece of meat. That's right. That's right. Science. That's right. Hey, that's, Let it rest. I say hey, at least two hours, if not, do it longer. Do it a long time. Resting is just as important as cooking. Correct. 100%. Right? Don't be worried about resting too like, long. I would right. say. You, you know just spent I mean? twelve hours of your time rest yeah. too much. Yeah. Like, no. Think about this: you just spent twelve hours of your time trying to maintain a certain temperature, and then once you pulled the brisket, you just failed. Right. It, it, that's not the concept, right? It, the concept is like pull it, vent. Right. You want you want to vent your brisket because you want to stop the cooking process because you found the optimal temperature. Let it vent for 15 minutes. Wrap back up airtight. I mean, airtight, save all the au jus, save everything. Airtight, then let it rest. Yeah. And that at that Stick point right cooler, there, let it rest bro. for and I, try, I try to keep in, I try to keep in mind new barbecuers whenever we're doing our podcast. So what we're saying when we talk about venting it yeah. is when you're when you when you pull it off, you think it's done, you, and you're pulling it off the grill. Let all that you, steam. You, you're opening up the wrap. That's if right. you got it in tin foil, you're Expose opening it. up. Yeah, you're just exposing the brisket to the air and letting that steam get out. Once the steam stops. Yep, and you just like kind of let yeah, you're letting it sit to the steam stops, and then you can wrap it back up again and stick it, you know, in That's your right. cambro cooler right. cambro. How long? If it's just you, do a meat swaddle. Yeah. Uh, at least two hours, I think, but I, I do longer. I mean, most people worry about, oh, I want to have it done at a certain time. Start earlier. Let it rest four hours. Let it rest six hours. It doesn't matter if yeah. you're keeping it. If you're putting it in a, a cooler or a Cambro or the meat swaddle, like I said, it doesn't matter because it's going to stay at a safe temperature. Mm -hmm. So uh, and I, a, a 212 degrees, things boil, right? That's why you never, you never go over 212 degrees. However, I think there's a temperature when it's falling. There's an optimal time to turn in when it's falling, and I think it's around 165. 165 is a temperature. 170 is a temperature you're like. So, so when you wrap it back up and it sits in there, it's going to gain back temperature, but it's not going to cook the way it was cooking, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be a, a slowly just falling temperature, Real slow, right? which is going to pull up, right? But at 165, you go lower than that, I think you're – I think you're going to get a brisket that's going to be too dry, too whatever, because all the juices are, are going to run out at that 140 stage or, or, or 135 stage. Uh, I think you have to you have to pull it out and cut and plate at that point. But I think 165, 160 is that number. Is that crazy? As far as I'm sorry, as, as far, far as, as what. As far as when it's rested You're and rested? it starts to drop, temperature starts to drop. I've never played You've with that. I have no idea as far on as that. On a brisket. Yeah. Right. Yes. I've yeah. never messed with, I never even thought about what temperature it is when I yeah. go ahead and slice but, it. I just but, wait at least a few hours. In the past, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've never probed in, it again. I've turned in 140. I've turned in 130, but mm -hmm. I've not done as well, but I've done 160. And I'm like, uh, okay. This well, also, there's something to be said for to turning be, in a slice of brisket that's still warm when it gets to the judges, right? That's right. At 120, if, by the time it gets to the judges, it's not going to be a 120, yeah. right? It's going to be at, I don't know, what the fuck room temperature is. So yeah. at 160, it might still be kind of warm when it goes home. True. I don't know. Yeah, makes sense. 
I, I, I love I brisket know. talk. This is brisket. great. Let's talk about brisket again next hey, week. Uh, join <laughs> us next week when we talk about brisket again. Uh, we got another 20 episodes planned for you. We have a lot of fun. spritz? We have a lot of fun episodes planned for you guys coming up here in the future. Um, a lot of interviews, a lot of just cutting up, having fun, and also a lot of just including the fans and the listeners and uh, even some of these fans jumping onto the podcast and being a part of the experience for sure. Let's go. So uh, we're looking forward to the this year, 2023, on what it's going to bring with Grabbing the Brisket. We got a couple of cook-offs that are going to come up. We have a couple of uh, events that we're going to plan. So stay tuned stick tuned stick yes tuned. and if you hey, want to reach tuned. out if you want to reach out and give us your your questions your barbecue wins your barbecue fails we don't have one this week uh you can reach our voicemail hotline that's 434-829-2299 and uh just leave us a message and we'll we'll share it and then you'll win yourself some um Suckabusters, suckabusters. Yeah, I can't believe nobody wanted to win any suckabusters uh, i had a couple i just didn't get them lined up right Wow. My wow. fail. Dude. That's a barbecue we, fail. What do I get? We are going to Nothing. slay. <laughs> You're going to get your ass We're kicked. going to slay this, this, this next barbecue cook off. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Got it. Uh, shout out to, um, I, I had a list. I, I didn't bring a list. Uh, next week, we'll bring it in. Uh, no. Talk about the, I think the, the San Antonio rodeo kicked off. Uh, Bill Purvis with Chicken Fried Barbecue mm. won Grand Champion. Texas nice. Oil Dust. Texas Old Dust. Uh, Aaron Leslie won Reserve Grand Champion. Nice. That Congrats. Oh, yeah. yeah, if Bill Purvis's TikTok, I think, is Chicken Fried Barbecue, mm-hmm. if I remember right. And if you're not following him on TikTok, he was, right. he's he's posting all of his turn-in boxes you're missing out. and everything. You're like, missing out. I was looking at how learn beautiful stuff. that stuff looks. If you Ooh, see it, you're like, yeah. oh, Hey, you want to learn? Go follow these guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, uh, shout out to Rob Rocha. Yeah. I think he landed a very high call uh, in the San Antonio cook-off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was ribs or if it was chicken, one of the two. I don't uh, either. Congrats, Rob. Hey, that's badass. Yeah. Yep. Cheers. Yeah, I'm actually going to reach out to those guys, uh, Aaron Leslie and, and Bill Purvis, and see if we can get them both on the show. Yeah. I was talking to Jan about it today, maybe doing a little little uh, drum talk. Drum talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. They hey, both. They both. Run how drums. have the drums taken over all the competitions? Oh, let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah. Yeah. The next let's talk article about it. that hey, we're going to write. You know what? So, yeah, somebody did something different and started cooking on drums, and now it took off. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to do mm-hmm. something different. Yes. Look forward to our it's next expose where we talk about expose. the <laughs> ugly truth <laughs> behind drum smoking. Hey, yeah, he's Barbara Walters. <laughs> Stay tuned to the ugly truth about. Drum smokers. It increases carcinogens by 2,000%, but it's way more tender. But it wins championships. You're going to die of cancer, but you may win this competition. I love this. This (laughs) is so good. Honestly, uh, it's been great hanging out with you guys, and it's been uh, fun talking barbecue. Let's go. Hey, appreciate you. Let's go. Thanks, everybody. We've been great. Smoke on. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. We'd like to give a special thanks to Sucklebusters Barbecue Rubs and Sauces, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Cooley Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Coolers, the Smoke Sheep Barbecue Newsletter, and Dow Strong Knives. We definitely appreciate your support.